Megatron is destroyed. The world is safe. Jazz, my friend, we will never forget you. What's the stitches, bitches? Jazz, we thought you were dead. Torn in half, that's all. We're robots, man. Just sodded my ass back together. Yeah! Sadly, you died in glorious battle. No, it's just a minor setback. Wait, I can still transform. Hold on, I'm coming. Ah, oh, you're too fast now. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Welcome, friends, family, loved ones, and right. uh, casual listeners. That's right. Uh, we've been getting some some emails. Uh, actually, this week we got a couple of new emails. So we know that you're out there. We know that you're listening. And, and, and the Prince of Nigeria, thank you for involving us in the wire transfer. <laughs> yes, we're we're looking forward to that finally coming to fruition. Gonna make, gonna make a mint. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be great. Uh, but. This one here, we're actually going to cover our movie challenges. Right. Which was, I challenged you to watch G.I. Joe, and you challenged me to watch Transformers 2. Right. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. In, Plus... In, in excruciating detail. We're also going to talk about Shutter Island. Oh, yeah. And and I got other stuff, too. That's all, I got tons to talk about. If, Do you? If time permits, yes. If time permits, we'll talk about more. But we're definitely going to talk about those three films. I, I find it troublesome taking notes... On a film I like, yeah, I find myself not writing very often because I find I, I find, and when I do take notes, I find that I have very little of them. When when it, I truly enjoy, if a film. I like the film, I internalize it. I can know, but it's almost cathartic to write down the notes for the bad films. Yeah, you know, I got like the three yeah, pages just, of just like Avatar. Every, I'm writing then, down on everything for a bad film. I mean, just yeah. everything is annoying me at that point. But you know, on a good film, I hardly have anything. Yeah, I mean, if, if you I, know, if I have to sit through, you know, I mean. I mean, I went th- through the trouble of writing extensive notes for the Oscar films just because uh, I was writing reviews for them. Well, too. yeah, yeah, and we were uh, going to do a whole you show. You know Something like Sherlock Holmes, I did write a lot of notes because there were a lot of things I had ideas on and thoughts on. Okay. But sometimes, if when a film is so good that you just, just all, all you can think of is just like how good it was, yeah. there's not much to write down. No. It, it's not as much... Uh, no, like, uh, for instance, Fantastic Mr. Fox. I just saw that recently, not that long ago. Yeah. And like The Lovely Bones, for example. Yeah. I got I, two I, jam-packed I, pages right here for yeah, this piece exactly. of shit. exactly. But Fantastic Mr. Fox, I had zero notes for that. I started writing. I wrote the title. I wrote when it came out. And I just started writing, oh, music is excellent. Yes. Oh, the stop motion looks great. Oh, the act- and, and, and when I start doing things like that, I just put the book away. Because all I'm going to do is just write praises. And that all stays up here anyway. Right. You know, it's just, I don't need notes for that. I mean, like, like you know, uh, like for example, Battle of the Sad Cafe, which I watched recently, which is a remake of a classic. Oh. What is uh, that book? It, it's it was a uh, Hallmark, not Hallmark, uh, Merchant Ivory film. It's based on an old novel by uh, Carson McCullers, famous um, Midwest. Uh, what do you oh, call okay. it? Country, uh, I think called Southern Noir. And but you have a film that has a love triangle 
right. with with a hunchback dwarf as one of the one of the people. Oh. No matter what you do, you're writing notes. <laughs> I mean, there's no way around that. It's a wow. it's a serious film. It's a okay. drama, but it's 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 not your typical romance. You know, there's like a, there's actually a, a fist fight between the the woman and the man at the end. Oh, really? Like like, like bear boxing. It's not your typical romance. Huh. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I I liked it. I might I, have I'm, to put that on my list. I'm re- I'm reading some of some color stuff from back then. She, Heart is a Lonely Hunter. Same same author. Oh, okay, I've heard of that. Which is also made into a film. I haven't seen that, but I have. Heard yeah, no, that's one. on my list. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm doing some. I'm doing a lot of literature stuff recently. Very cool. You know, mixed up with uh, my other stuff I'm working on. So, all right. So, uh, but, but I was, I was just thinking of the whole idea because I, I do have a page or two of, of notes on GI Joe Transformers Two. I don't have any notes on. Right. But it's all up here, baby. Oh, it's not. Yeah, because I saw it the drive-in I, when it came out. I absorb everything like a sponge. So yeah. But we're going to start with Transformers Two, which is your challenge to me. Right. B, I want to talk to you about the college thing, okay? Hey, I'm not taking you with me. Look at this place! I feel smarter already! Can you smell it? Yeah, it smells like $40,000 a year. Hey, beautiful. Made you a long-distance relationship kit. I got your webcam so we can chat 24-7. Sounds cute. I can't wait. full-blown mental meltdown in the middle of my class. I'm seeing symbols. We've kept much from you, Sam. This isn't my war. I fear it soon will be. What you're about to see is top secret. Do not tell my mother. Any of these look like the symbols you saw? Where did you get these? Archaeologists found these unexplained markings in ancient ruins all over the world. They gotta mean something, like a message or like a map. Megatron wants what's in my mind. I'm not gonna go without you. upon us at a moment of our choosing. Because I was shocked you hadn't seen it. You know what it was when it came out. I really wanted to get around to seeing it, and you know, just, just I just didn't have time. And then it finally came out on DVD and Blu-ray, and I have the Blu-ray, and it's just been sitting on my shelf. Mm-hmm. And I just said, you know what? You need to challenge this film to me, or I'm not going to get around to watching it. Right. So, and that's exactly what you did. And I think you had said something kind of similar about GI Joe. So I said, why don't I challenge you to G.I. Joe? And that's how we came up with these movie challenges. So, Transformers 2. 
Right. I saw it in the drive-in when it came out okay. that year. I saw uh, it in my basement. Now, I've, been, I've mentioned Transformers 2 recently because you of did. the whole Avatar nonsense. Yes. Because Michael Bay gets a lot of crap. He does get a lot of crap. And I, I, st- I still strongly, I am firm on this. I think he knows if you bad how to structure a film personally. If you bad-mouthed Transformers 2 yes. as being a bad film, mm-hmm. but you... Praised Avatar. If you praised or even uh, defended Avatar... You'd have no then, idea what you're then talking you, then, about. Then your 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 comments are not valid. You're not allowed to yeah. have it. I remember yeah. you explaining you're that dis- in one of disqualified. our disqualified. Yeah, I remember you explaining about it in one of our podcasts, and it makes makes perfect sense. Right. It really does. Uh, you know, it just I didn't hate this film. You know, I I, I didn't. It, let's put it this way: I didn't go into it expecting to hate it. Uh, I expected hating the first film. And when I didn't hate it, I was like, wow, I, I, I was pleasantly surprised. And, you know, the first film and even the second film also eats a lot of shit. Uh, oh, it's just giant robots beating the hell out of each other you know, and explosions. Well, but and that's, <laughs> that's what I want to see. That's like the people that would complain like Columbo. It's like, oh, but it's, like the, it's, it's, like, it's just like the murder, murder of the week. Just, well, yeah, that's what people are tuning in for, jackass. <laughs> yeah, right. So, you know... Uh, soap opera's been running how long now? Yeah. I'm sure the plots haven't changed well, that Well, I'll much. tell you what I didn't like about Transformers 2. Well, there's stuff not to like. I'm not... Yeah. I will, uh, well, well, and also, with, with such a positive... I'm sorry to interrupt No, you, no, 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 go ahead. But go the, ahead. the thing I think find, like, with Transformers being so surprisingly fun and good... Yes. Uh, and, and, like, a well-crafted film as far as, like, the, the pacing is good, and, you know, it's it's not... Genius, but there's a, there's a lot of good action in there. There's some nice comedy. The parents aren't exactly there aren't you know they were they were a good part of the film. There's some fun moments there. It's yeah. a fun Although movie. I, I, uh, one of the things that I didn't like was I didn't. I thought the mother was a little over the top sometimes. In the fr- well, but in you, the you, second but, one, I think she was a little worse. But you got it's a comedy. You, you, a comic. No, movie. no, no. I, 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 I got. Oh, that. in the second one, she is. But what I'm getting at is the first film was so much of a surprise as being right. good. Right. You knew the second one wasn't going to live up to it. You knew they would repeat themselves. Yes. You knew there'd be some like, okay, it worked in the first film. Let's do it in the second film. Right. Like the parents. Oh, right. let's let's have them come on campus and. Yeah, the other thing that I uh, personally, I'm, I'm not the biggest fan of Megan Fox. Yes, I think she's attractive, but. I just don't like her as an actress at all. I, I, I'm, I'm still, I still have a problem with Megan Fox in the first film. The whole idea that, yeah. I mean, I find it offensive, which, ironically, that there's a film where, okay, the guy's this geeky kind of guy. I mean, Shia right. LaBeouf's not, your, they even put him up against like a jock-type character. He's not a jock-type character. Right. He's, he's a smaller frame. He's, you know, I'm, I'm, he's, you know, thin. You know he's he's kind of playing a pseudo geek kind of thing. Yes. You know he's not nerdy, but he's kind of you know he's not no, no, he's not exactly, a popular yeah. frat guy. So of course the girl he gets is like like makes Victoria's Secret models look like slobs, right? <laughs> she just just the glistening sun taut like like she's, and she's like drawn like she's she, yeah. she airbrushed into the movie. Speaking so, of airbrush, that shot of her on the motorcycle yeah. wearing pretty much Daisy Duke shorts, airbrushing something on, uh, it, it's just where you could see up the shorts, like that shot. Yeah. It's like, really? She's really going to be but, doing that? But I, I just find it offensive. Not that, that. that it's a big deal, but I just find it annoying that they go to great lengths to show, look how hot she is, you know? Right. Like, oh, when uh, the other, you know, robotic, uh, the fake robo girl. You know that that's really a Decepticon tries to get information out of him, and, and she she's seducing him. And it's like, what is he doing? Megan Fox is so hot. Is he crazy? It's like, give me a break. And and, and I, 
I have this problem. It's it's very detrimental to the self the self image of right. your your young female audiences to go to these films where the guys. It's okay that the guys kind of geeky and you know not built, built not your typical like right. you know Adonis, but the girl has to be hot. And she has to be dropped down, dead gorgeous hot. She has to be amazingly, mind-bogglingly, like a guy would cut off a leg, the screwer, kind of hot. Yeah. And and it's okay, but it's okay, but she she can't be anything short of perfect. But the guy, it's but the guy's okay. Yeah. And could, this really yeah. lends to like the the and I, I hate to get serious on you, but this really lends to the negative self-image that a lot of teenage girls have these days, and it leads to a lot of eating disorders, and it leads to a lot of emotional disorders, and it, it leads to, you know it leads yeah. to death, and it leads to like long-term psychological and physical problems. Yeah. You have you have girls. They're living up to something they can't live up to. Right. And 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 I find it shocking in a yeah. in a film. It, it just I mean, it seems like the double standard. It just it still permeates even in a film that's supposed to be just as fun for the whole family. No, yeah, and a date and a date movie as well. It's, I, you know, I agree. If you're gonna put a PG-13 in there, so that's my problem with Megan Fox. Besides the fact that she's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, that no, whole thing. Yeah, there was that whole thing about it. The whole crew of do, Transformers. Do, and do a Google search for uh, um, Megan uh, Fox. Megan Fox letter, or even Megan Fox Huffington Post, because that's where it originally was. I think this Megan Fox letter might give you a tip. But basically, these guys on the yeah. crew wrote an open letter to her, calling her a complete. Uh, idiot, skank, she's idiot, moron. Doesn't appreciate anything that the crew does for her and bad mouthing Michael Bay and like. Yeah, the, I think it was more. They had to go to a museum to do something for the day, mm-hmm. and she was insulted that she had to do something like that. It's just stupid. Just, it, it, come on, you're making millions of dollars because someone thinks you can act, which you can't. Now, on the other hand, mm-hmm. one of the good things about Transformers Two, yeah, is that Shia LaBeouf was. Uh, is that LaBeouf? Is that right? I think it's LaBeouf. It, it's, it's it's a little lame. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, it, with it, it, I would change my name going into Hollywood. That's just me, Leboof, Leboof, Leboof. I'm not knocking the name, but I, I would make that conscious effort. You would think that a name like that wouldn't be famous, and he's. We've talked about it before. He is one of the hottest actors working today. Which is why I like the fact that he was injured repeatedly throughout the filming of Transformers 2. Yeah. His eye, his arm, he almost went blind in one eye. He got hit by something. He had an auto accident where he hurt his arm. The fa- I, I like the idea. I just like the note that he was in as much pain. <laughs> he was probably in more pain during the filming of the film yeah. than I was watching it. Yeah, sure. Uh, do you want to give a rundown? Speaking of the film, do you want to give a rundown of the plot of it, or is that even worth it? The basic plot of the film is that it leaves off kind of like where the first one does because there's a shard of the uh, the, the, the cube all or the allspark. The allspark. Get your terminology right. Yeah. Oh, by the way, you Transformers fans are fucking insane. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I was going through just like a portion of the trivia on IMDb over yeah. the and and ninety percent of it is this character was this and this thing, but in the original cartoons he didn't become this. He became that, and his voice was different in here. When the first one came out, and there was a whole thing about why their mouths his, moved. Uh, There's no Optimus, mouth. Optimus Prime's mouth doesn't move. It. People were upset. Yeah, you, you're in, all you are insane. I grew up with the damn. I had some of the toys. I grew up with the cartoons. Yeah, sure. Same I, here. I can't even name half well, of them. I mean, oh here I we got, go. I got them on my back wall. Where are? Oh, they? the cartoons, the yeah, originals. Right yeah. here. There you go. Right there. Right there. Big yep. fan. Now, I don't care. Give me a break. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, but just, I just had this. I had to get that out. But I mean, you people are insane. Well. uh... Yeah, uh, but it's a sequel. The Allspark comes back. Basically, he picks it up. He touches it, and, and all that data just ends up in his head because it, it's like because it, it's it's like Avatar. Uh, it, there's no translation of um, right Unix code or whatever it's you want to say, whatever you want to call it. It's Max versus PC. Well, I mean. essentially, the basic plot of the film is he touches a shard 
uh, or splinter of the AllSpark. And basically, it holds information of where there's a new energy source to old get... Energy, old energy source. It's the original. Right. Basically, the Fallen, which is like this original... He's a he's before Megatron. Right, he was actually a character in the comic book. I did some of my research. Right, okay. <laughs> so, he's like one of the first. Yeah. And he was around... Like, the film opens up in 17,000 BC, and it shows him. Okay. So... Basically, he is he is just riding away somewhere waiting for the last Prime to be killed so he can make his triumphant return. Right. So what happens is LeBeauf touches, or Sam touches, the shard, and it puts please, all the information please. in his head. LeBeauf. LeBeauf. Uh, and basically, it's a race to get to the new energy source before the Decepticons, before the Fallen can return. Right. And now, just believe- destroy Earth and... Now, you believe know, it or not, over. that simple of a plot is two and a half hours. Yeah. It's just Four acts. There's like a fourth act tag on the end. Yeah. I'm getting tired of these films. Like Dark Knight, mm-hmm. is, I, th- I think, really made it really popular. It's just that there's a third act and there's a fourth act. It's like, here's the climax. But wait, that's not enough. We need another climax. So let's add a climax onto the climax. Right. And then everybody's just crying in the theater. It's like, I thought this was over. I thought this was the end. I, I, I saw a theatrical... I, Although, I, don't get me wrong. Scott may be saying that about the Dark Knight, but we're huge fans of the Dark Knight. Yeah, but I didn't need that and, fourth act. But you know what? I, I like the it. film so much, I don't care. But it didn't need it, is what I'm saying. It didn't need and, it. And, and ever since then, a lot it, of these films are taking this whole thing, oh, let's just add another... It really didn't it, need it. it. Gave, but, it's like after Braveheart, they started doing the two-hour or three-hour epic films again. Yeah. And and because and, it, it made a lot of money, and it was like, oh, we can get away with making three-hour films and make yeah. money. And with Dark Knight, I think it was like a kind of a, a, a tip of the... It was like a, a red flag... To the directors, they you can get away with an extra fifteen minutes of action. You can add a fourth act and spend more money and get a bigger budget, yeah. and so you'll have more to show in the commercials, and then you're, you're, you'll have like half an hour yeah, to do the scenes. But in the- uh, not to you know to talk about Dark Knight again, but I think when you get a director like Nolan who knows exactly what he's doing, oh, anything can be done. In my opinion, bad. yeah, uh, I just loved it so much. Don't care about the fourth act, but but, but in you know films like Transformers two, yeah. Uh, not that I don't care. I, I, you know, I enjoyed Transformers too, but don't really mind it in Dark Knight. Did a little bit in the in Transformers too, but it's when you get in the films, you know, uh, like now, maybe Trans- like GI Joe. No, but all which right, we'll talk about. Don't jump the gun. But Transformers it two, it's, 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 it's about a half an hour too long. It, it does have a fourth act. It does have this like okay, here's this big climax, but all of a sudden there's another climax we've been working up to. Yeah, and it, it's just it's it's just it's weary. It's wearisome. Yeah, yeah, but that—that's—I mean—that's really all you can wrap up with the plot. There's not much to go. No, on there's there. a very simple plot, and then everything and else is giant robots. And, and I tell you, it's—it's the rest of it's giant robots fighting, mm-hmm. and it, it, it delivers. It's great. It, I mean, <laughs> if you went to see giant robots fighting, and you—you you don't mind leaving to get some popcorn every like 15 minutes, whenever, whenever there's like a romantic scene or talking. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, every, every time, every time you, you you'd cut to a scene with low music, right. and 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 what's her name in Leboeuf's arms. Oh, Mega Fox. Mega Fox. Yeah. It's like, I just, just, oh, oh, I wish I had a fast forward button. I yeah. Did. Oh, I, so, here I, we go. Uh, fortunately, I did. I All didn't, right. but I could have if, if I wanted to. You, now, you didn't have any notes. Do you have any big beefs about the film? Which, which, what's the thing you hated the most? And I know, uh, spoiler alert, because we may talk about the ending. The thing I hated the most. Uh, we'll put it this way. I'm going to talk about the ending. Spoiler alert. Uh, well, you know what? The easy thing. Oh, wait, we have to go back. Um, what? Uh, the the uh, I don't know if it's actually in the comics or not, but the uh, cyborg transformer thing, 
the chick, the college girl. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I mentioned her earlier. Right. Uh, that, uh, you know well, what? I don't. What what, what? what the hell? We have to go in the Terminator uh, Terminatrix territory here. Yeah, yeah. It just. I, I don't know. I, Michael, Michael, you got a hit franchise on your hand. You don't need to rip off Terminator Three. Right. The the film that even like the TV series pretends didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know uh, you're bad when broadcast television says no. The thing that bugged me the most... Drink cam. I knew you were going there with that. <laughs> That's I knew why you clipped it there. <laughs> I know where else. Here we go. We get to watch ah. it on the delay. In, in, in the future, whenever you watch, whenever we record podcasts, check out Movie Sucktastic on Facebook often because we're, we're actually streaming live when we record now. Yeah. So we're trying to get more interaction with our audience. So uh, all three of you. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but, uh, actually, but, we're just about to cross over the 200 mark, I think. Yeah, no, so, we're doing no, very good. We're doing well. Per, 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 anyway. What's with the Terminatrix nonsense? That You know what? It, uh, that might be the thing that annoyed me the most. <laughs> Not me. Not but you. Uh, maybe the robot heaven, but... You, know, you want to jump right to the big finish? You want to jump right to robot heaven? We could do that. Why not? You wanna? I remember. I remember sitting in the, in, in, in. This is also Chris's, uh, you know, screw you, shut up moment. To me, yeah. About what? That robot heaven, like yeah. the robot ghosts, yeah. so to say. He said that was in the cartoon, in more than one occasion. So tell Scott to shut up. No, no, he can shut up. Because <laughs> just because it was in the cartoon doesn't mean you put it in a in a two hundred million dollar film. Where people over the age of ten are watching the goddamn thing. <laughs> I don't. Again, because he, he yeah, remembers you, that you were complaining about it. He goes, "Toast got that uh, it was in the cartoon and a lot." Too. You know what? Commercials were in the goddamn cartoon. <laughs> I don't know commercials in the film, and I'm happy. There were a lot of things that were in the cartoon they didn't put in this because they they the one character uh, that was like a panther in the in yeah. the movie. His his other form is a tape is a cassette tape, okay. and they they didn't do it in the film. You know why? Because they thought it was kind of outdated and maybe a little silly. So they didn't do that. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I would give the same reasoning to Ghost Heaven. (laughs) Uh, To Robot Heaven. Robot Robot Heaven, a little outdated, a little silly. Yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm fine with... You know what? I'm not even complaining about Robot Heaven. Robots can have their heaven. (laughs) You know? There's that classic line from Red Dwarf. It's like, well, you know, aren't you a a theist? Aren't you a pantheist? Don't you believe there's, uh, you know, God is in everything? So yeah, but but I'm not a frying pantheist. I don't think that inanimate objects have souls too. Right. But I'm okay with that. My problem is he goes to robot heaven. <laughs> That's the problem. Why? Because he had. It like, didn't even uh, sink in at first. Because I'm watching, it like robot heaven, eh? Huh? In the theater, I remember I was like, yeah. And by this point, I'd kind of given up too. I was right. like, I, 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 like, I can't even tell you what any of the dialogue was from that scene. All I remember is like, oh, he's in heaven now. Because honestly, it's after the parents did the whole. Uh, after they reenacted that scene from War, War of the Worlds right. remake, oh, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I have to go in there. You have to let him go. Let him go. I saw this before with Tom Cruise. <laughs> after that, I was like, I'm done. You know, this fourth act is kicking my ass. I can't, I, I don't have the wherewithal to stick to this. You were in a drive-in. You were in the comfort of your own vehicle. Yeah, I was. And I, was I mean, like, think uh, about if you were stuck in a theater. Oh, I, I, just, I just, I'd be In so a clean. packed theater. See, and this is why I'm <laughs> glad he injured his eye in his hands during the filming of this. But it didn't even hit me. I was like, oh. Robot Heaven, okay. And then the next, you know, like, thinking about the film the next week or two, and I, right. it's like, what the fuck is he doing in Robot Heaven? <laughs> How does he get the Robot Heaven? 
uh, I guess, you know, touching the all-spark and all no. that. No. I, would no. that mean his great 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 grandfather? It, you know, whatever. If it translates whatever, that, Wiki ended up in Robot it, Heaven. At but some if point? you can translate the Allspark like that, then how come like people weren't becoming Transformers? Yeah. No, no, how, yeah. How, how come they couldn't like you know zap John Turturro and all of a sudden he lets his bones fold out of his body? <laughs> <laughs> and the, his last words is Big Lebowski. Yeah. We <laughs> don't fuck with the Jesus. Man. No fuck with the Jesus. But it, <laughs> no, it's just it, it's just. That was the last straw for me, and it wasn't even originally. As a, I, I walked away from the film going, "Eh, it was fun." Yeah, the robots, they, but again, even too much robot killing. And they have the two little like the Volt cars for uh, yeah comic there was a, relief. There was a lot of flack for them because they were uh, ethnic. You know, uh, <laughs> you look, you got ethnic in the film. Shut up. <laughs> they they thought that they were racist for having them you know talk and act the way they did. Go see the go see. Um, Death at a Funeral, the remake. Okay, all right. That's it, all it, you got to say. I, I'm I'm not being racist at all on this. I, I I understand that the criticism, but it's it's they're in the film. I mean, we're not the, we're not like we were in the past where there were no ethnic people, there were no blacks in right. the in the in the filmmaking process anymore. They are they are in the process now. If something is going to get beyond into the stage of being made into a film, there are there are ethnic ethnicities. And right. minorities throughout the filmmaking process that someone, someone somewhere along the way can pinch a fit. Yeah. And there are a no, lot I, of... I, yeah. And when you have Tyler Perry and these other um, uh, urban filmmakers coming out with their own films that perpetuate a lot of these stereotypes yeah. that are in these films, I don't want to hear shit because the two uh, little robot cars are talking jive. Yeah. I and, don't... Uh, no. No, no I, I, I've never heard. Uh, oh, I, I agree never, with you. I have never heard one complaint from the minority, from any minority group, about the two jive talking guys in the airplane. It's always. You, I I've never heard one person complain about that. You know no, why? Because they liked it. Because it was funny. Right, and it's always these white, you know, groups that have what I like to think they think they have is called white guilt, where you know it's as we should. Well, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying they kind of take it to the, another level where they go over the top with it. Where every single commercial—I don't know if you've noticed this—but every commercial that might have, like the new Mohegan Sun commercial. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's two people, and they take their black friends to go to Mohegan Sun. Now, I'm not saying that they don't have black friends, but what I'm saying is they go out of their way to make their friends, you know, right. not right. white. And I understand, you know, but because com- it would be considered an, racist not to do it, and I not, just and I think that's wrong. That's not why. It's because when you look at demographic advertising demographics, yeah. you have the, more and more of these advertising companies that do their research, realizing that there is a larger that there is that the minority groups that are out there watching television, your, your audience is not white; it is a mix, and you have to gear towards that. Like McDonald's has more but, and more uh, minorities in their commercials now. Here, but here's the reverse end of it. Remember uh, a couples retreat? I, I, Co- I don't. Oh, I, oh, let me finish. Remember a couples retreat? Yeah. Do you remember the big stink about it? Yeah. the The poster had the black couple taken out in in the Europe in the European poster. They took the black couple out of it. Yeah, they were yeah. gone. Right. This is why it's. This is why I understand whenever there's any complaints. Because shit like that still happens, but on the other I'm hand, I'm talking about here. But but they but, were on the poster here. But again, just because we have a black president doesn't mean there's not still racism. No, no, that's but, not what I'm saying. Right. What I'm saying is, I just think that it's like when the, it's like when the uh, the uh, Italian 
groups come out and complain about Sopranos because it it because it, 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 it feeds into the Italians as mobsters stereotype. Yeah, I, it's bullshit. In fact, there's yeah. like in fact all these Italians are playing in the show. Right. <laughs> it's like none of them seem to mind. They're they're enjoying playing the roles, right? And a large group of Italian Americans are are watching the show, obviously because it's so popular. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with they think the show like that produces a bad light on New Jersey, but it doesn't stop them from making fucking retarded shows like the Jersey, Jersey Shore from, stop- and Jerseylicious, which was just on the other day, which is not only an insult to anyone alive and breathing, but anyone who lives in our fine state of New Jersey. It just. It it is just such shit. All right, but yes, there is a small percentage of people who live in New Jersey that do act and talk like that. But so do, it does in New York, Staten Island, and this is why Transformers I, Two is a bad film because it it's destroying the the the. the it, it's the, just I'm tired of it because it's bad for New Jersey. It's portion of Transformers 2 was in New Jersey. I think it was a... Uh, portion of it was in Mexico, too. What do you want well, no, I mean, just they kept flashing the scenes where it says New well, Jersey. Well, Pennsylvania, like the they, they filmed the, the, the opening uh, explosions were up at the uh, steel mill in Bethlehem. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Duh. But... Yeah, but, I mean, it, it's, it's it's funny, like, a little controversy like this. Oh, yeah, they had ethnic voices and they were doing, like, the jive talk thing. So, you know what? I had I didn't, I, have, a, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, there's some really great. I, I thought there's some great black Rome, strong uh, characters in that film. The military guys. Sure. There's a couple of black uh, strong guys in that. I mean, and there's there's a lot, actually a lot of different. Eth- that's uh, Miki Pfeiffer, I think, is the who was also in Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Who and there's uh, a- shot his uh, his zombie wife. In the film. In the film. not in real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He didn't shoot his zombie wife in real life. It was right. in the film, but. As she delivered a zombie baby. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> but And only Zack Snyder could pull that off. But but anyway. It, it just seems like you got to pick... I, I, what I'm saying is you got to pick your fights. And when yeah, you, I think so. When you complain that Sopranos like is bad for Italians, it's like, no, no, no. The the, the, the organized crime families that existed, they're bad for Italians. Yes. It, it, or the, exists. The, yeah, exists. Yeah, these two, yeah, these sure. two robots speaking jive aren't negatively portraying... Uh, right. Because the other character is black too. Of course, he died in the first film. Yeah. <laughs> the black robot died in the first film. So I, I think that kind of. Yeah. You know what? Maybe they have a point. I take it back. <laughs> Maybe they should complain. <laughs> and it's kind of messed up. <laughs> and he was a Cadillac. <laughs> I take it back. My, the, the both movies are racist. I stopped. I, I, I don't know why I was defending him. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was totally off base on that one. <laughs> I mean, but other than that, I can't think of too much I didn't like about the film. I mean, no, I, it, yeah, the parents. Pr- I love the parents, but they went too far. And actually, Princeton and um, uh, the two colleges they filmed at was Princeton and uh, Rutgers. Was it? They were both Jersey. Uh, no, one was uh, Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. Oh, oh, okay. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, and uh, and um, Princeton. Both of them refused to have their names mentioned in the film. Because they felt the whole pop brownie thing would uh, reflect poorly upon the colleges. Oh, give me a break! But it was kind of cliche and stupid too. I'll give you that. And and like having the mother, it's like it's like it's taking a joke the next step. Okay. I mean, because the first one, I love the whole uh, happy time masturbation line. Oh, I, was, yeah. I mean, that was just priceless. That's why when you say she she was over the top, yeah. Like, but that's fine. Yeah. Because because <laughs> even even they 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 leveled it out. You had scenes where the father was over the top. Yeah. You know, so uh, you know, it, it, for comic relief, they weren't. Bad. They weren't stereotypical. Okay. So, all right. Uh, 
So that's all right. I guess oh. that is that it. Are we done with Transformers Two? Yeah, Transformers Two is racist, and Robot Heaven was stupid. <laughs> Even if it was in the cartoon, Chris, it's stupid. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's take another quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about GI Joe. We're gonna take a robot break. Robot break. No, no. I just want to point out too that in the first Transformers, they did use the line "More than meets the eye." They did, and they used the. Right, when right. The, the stars are uh, for Paramount are coming to the screen and then they circle around them. Well, I mean, when the first helicopter transforms, they had like the old original noise in there. Yeah, and <laughs> it was cool. It was cool. It was like, oh, yeah. Right. So I just wanted to point that out, that, like, that they did kind of stick to the cartoon in that regard. Okay. Because um, it's a good point because we're going to talk about G.I. Joe. And we're talking about two films. And what films. they stuck to, like, Because we are talking cartoons. about two, two adaptations... Of uh, you know the in the twenty first century, yeah. based on eight nineteen eighties cartoons, yeah, for children, yes, and these are both huge budget um, mainstream films, yes, well, some more successful than others, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So, but yeah, so that, I, just, I just wanted to get that fact out there before we tr- transfer it over. All right, so let's take a quick break, and we're uh, because we're... because knowing is half the battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we'll be right back. That's when there's a penis pump. That's no fair. You're no fair. Now I'm totally going so fast. Oh, fuck. Fun. Oh, my God, I don't know what to do. What do we do? Hey, what the fuck are you kids doing on my fucking lawn? And don't look at me when I'm fucking talking to you. Get that kid off my eyes, you little wankers. All right. Give him the stick. Don't give him the stick. Do you know my dad? Oh, G.I. Joe! And we're back. Another break. Robot break. Um, so I guess we'll just dive right into it this. It hurts when I pee. It, oh. you ever, no, you ever see that robot chicken? <laughs> the Transformers? Oh, no, I didn't. Uh-oh. I didn't think going to the bathroom so often was a problem. But just today, I saw blood in my urine. Ew. Well, I'd better have a look. Using the whole fist, Doc? It's what I feared. Prostate cancer. And it's advanced. I'm sorry, Prime, but you're going to die. Optimus Prime. What you've just seen was a dramatization of what you, your friends, and your family go through if you don't get regular prostate exams. Now we Transformers don't have organic internal organs and can't get cancer, but you do. And you can. So get your ass checked out before it's too late, turkeys! This has been a message from the Cybertronia Medical Association. I'm sorry, Robot Chicken is the best show. Adult it's a great Swim. show. Great I, show. You know what it is? I find I'm going to take a quick. Uh, it's a little sideways here. Okay. I can't watch regular television anymore. Sitcoms annoy the shit out of me. Uh, these reality. I, besides the Lost, I, I caught like one episode of V, 
Oh, just, just I didn't even just bother. Drive a ballpoint pen through my my eardrum until my brain pops. It's just oh, it's just they should have J.J. Abrams do it. But I watched Lost, and that's really much it. But do you notice in V? I think they have a third of the cast from Lost in there. No, the, oh, actually, the <laughs> Lost. The, the, it's uh, that show. Fast forward is like two. two uh, well, that's what I meant. I'm sorry. No, but, but, but it, between both shows, they have like a, yeah, Juliet's they have a third of, of no, cast, but the, they're, you know, Lost cast. Yeah, and then the, the uh, Kate's doing all those Revlon commercials or whatever the hair commercials, yes. which which good good good. <laughs> Don't put her in any movies. God damn it. They're gonna try, uh, but I think she's just gonna. Oh, who was, who was I talking? I mean, to? she was in the Hurt Locker, but she had like a two-minute part, I think which was, is just about I think how her career is gonna go after Lost. Uh, let's hope. I, you know, I think I was talking to my father about that, and he said, "Yeah," and, and uh, I think John Locke's been in stuff too. I was like, "No, Dad, he's 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 done his round of he, films. He's a seasoned veteran. He, he's, this <laughs> for him. This is like the end. He's he's the pro on the show. Yeah. I mean, stepfather." Heaven's Gate. I mean, just you know, oh yeah, go through I mean, thousands, hundreds of them. He's the guy, he's he's made you the rounds. Lose track of how many things he's been in. Yeah, so I had to explain this. No, no, go back, Dad. He's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah, you know. I mean, probably movie wise, probably nothing more famous than Stepfather. I think that's kind of probably. You know what? Probably. You know, he's kind of after you forget what he's in until you see. It. Oh right. my God, I forgot he was in that. He's right. just been everywhere. But again, like yeah, you're, he's a seasoned veteran, definitely seasoned veteran. But I, but I, I but. I find myself watching. I love him like an uncle. <laughs> I, I, I find myself watching cartoons. I mean, like like the Adventures of Flapjack. Great, um, great Shouter, show. Robot Chicken. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen that new one they have yet with the voice from the Tick on it. I forget the name. Oh. Um, but I've heard that's hilarious. That's I know. Uh, Venture Brothers. Venture Brothers. These shows have more right, more ingenious, intelligent. Flapjack has more intelligent humor and writing in it. Than any family-oriented sitcom on, on ABC. Oh, I agree. Sure, it's amazing. It's and I. How did I get on this? Candy wife. Yeah, <laughs> it's just candy wife is great. But I, it, it's mind-boggling. And I, how did I get on this? Because we were talking about. Um, oh, uh, I don't even know how we got on that. We were we opened up. We were going to talk about GI Joe, and then you went back to uh, Transformers to talk about. Um, cartoons uh, have come a long way since the eighties. That is what I'm getting at here. Yes, and and like right now, cartoons are almost the most intelligent form of adult humor you can find on co- right. on cable networks. Adult Swim. You mentioned about it hurts when you pee. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because the Transformers. Thank you. Because the Transformers. They he has the one. One. I think it was season one where right. where uh, Optimus Prime and the Transformers they do a thing about right. um, uh, colon cancer. Oh, well, like, Ooh, it hurts when I. I've been peeing a lot lately. <laughs> I just that's uh, sex. Now, whenever I think of Transformers, I think of Optimus Prime complaining about peeing too much <laughs> and dying. And like they show him in the hospital bed dying. He's got a little picture of the kid that used to ride in him oh, in, in the cartoon. But anyway, uh, so so uh, now I forgot which came first, GI Joe or Transformers Two? Transformers Two. Transformers they came, 2 came out. First, they right? came out the same summer. Same summer, and, really? Yeah. And GI Joe was second. It came out, I think, end of July, early August. Because Transformers came out, uh, you, know, you know what? G.I. Joe was mid July. Mid July. G.I. Joe was playing at the drive-in, but I didn't go see it. That's okay. Yeah, G.I. Joe came out. It. I don't know if it was August, but it came out after Transformers Two. Now, Transformers Two was the big get for last summer. It was right. the biggest film to be released. Now, while they're making the fact that they're remaking '80s cartoons mm-hmm. into big budget 2010. Yeah, I think the next one up is the Smurfs in 3D, obviously. But 
it, it, what I can't understand is how. I mean, it's it's odd enough that they're taking cheesy '80s cartoons and turning them into these big budget movies. Mm-hmm. But how did GI Joe make it ahead of Rubik the Amazing Cube? <laughs> if you're gonna go with toy fr- franchising, I think Rubik would have been the way to go. I, I, beats me. That of the Snorks, I would have gone Snorks instead of you remember the Snorks. That's right. Yeah, don't don't deny it. But here here's the complication. Uh-huh. From reading into it a bit more, the writers of the, of the movie GI Joe went with the comic book for most of their origin stuff instead of the toy line or the t- cartoon. Really? Cuz there's three cuz depending on if you were now as a kid myself, right. I did not watch the cartoon. I had a friend who had all the GI Joe toys. Uh, and we would we would play with the GI Joe toys. I, I wasn't religious about watching the cartoon like I was with Transformers, but I did watch the cartoon. See, even at that young of an age, I had a problem with a cartoon about war when nobody died. I kind of saw the problem with that. Yeah. I think I, 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 I don't think I, I voiced it. It might have been subconscious, but I was like... But it just maybe, idea. Na- you know, now with uh, you being more into politics and things like that. Me, as a kid, I, I just didn't care. Well, I, as I'm I, saying, it was ambivalent. I mean, but I remember watching one or two episodes and thinking that... Would, that I, I don't, I, again, I think it was subconscious, right. but I think I, I, there was no interest in it because it's two warring armies where nobody can shoot each other, mm-hmm. and there's no fatalities. It's just a lot of shaking of fists and stuff, and it's like when they made the Rambo movies into a cartoon, right? just the evil opposite of what we're talking about, and the cartoon, he had the big-ass hunting knife, and parents were concerned. It's like, oh, it's a bad image. I think they only made like uh, 10... They're on, they're on DVD, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. But, but there's no death in the cartoon, he no. doesn't cut anybody with that knife, but just the fact that he had it bothered a lot of parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I could see that. So the problem is, the fan base is either the cartoon or the toys. Okay. So the writers go to the comic book, which has more material that you can easily steal as a writer, because it's already written on and plotted for you there. It's already got, yeah, but, it's just but basically... It's, but it's not where your fan pasting. base is from. No, your fan base is from the cartoon. Or the toys. Because well, the toys, the toys usually the toys had their own separate storyline too. Because on the back of the on the back of the cases, you had the little outlines of all the characters, uh, yeah. and, and the little bios and stuff. Mm-hmm. And those didn't always mesh with the cartoon either, because the cartoons were you know obviously overseas bullshit. And it was yeah. you know cranking them out. So you have three different storylines based on which you went, and they went with the least popular one because comic books have have a have a, a less of a market yeah, yeah. Than, than than publicly broadcast cartoons or the toys. So there's a lot of stuff in the cartoon or in the movie right. that will conflict with people that enjoyed the cartoon or the toys because it's from the mythos based on the comic book. So that's we're already dealing with an odd creature here. Okay, that's like if if, if I came to you and said, "Yeah, I'm doing Superman." Uh, I'm why a, I'm you, a, I'm a new why Superman would you movie. do that? If I came to you and said, "I'm going to do Superman movie," and I would say, "Why would you do that?" But I'm going to do Superman movie not based on. The, Please the, use somebody other than Lex Luthor. No, 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 no. What I'm saying that is, would be my request. No, no, no. Listen to me. <laughs> I'm joking. What I'm saying is, but you're stepping on my point. I'm sorry. All I'm saying is, if I said I'm making a Superman movie, yeah, but instead of using the comic book as my source, I'm going to go back to the serials, uh, the the serials From or the, the TV 30s. show or the TV show, 40s. right? Which that's not where your base audience is. Mm-mm. So it's an odd choice. It's an easy choice when your writer's just trying to rip it off, but not a great choice. And yes, I, I am bad mouthing the, the writers of the screenplay because I had those sit through the goddamn film. So yeah, no, it was. Bad movie. Um, I mean, I, I 
really didn't enjoy it at now, all. I, at the beginning, they said Hasbro, like based on the character by Hasbro. I think Hasbro should have been a character. <laughs> How do you not put Hasbro in there as a character? Well, I thought it was funny when you know when the opening of the film happens because it was another film made by Paramount. You know, Paramount had a pretty good summer. Let's put it that way. Uh, no. And not with this, they didn't. <laughs> Actually, this didn't do that bad. But it, it, it cost a lot of money. It, but it did make its money back, and then overseas stuff, it did make a decent profit. But it, it's it didn't go. It didn't do as well as they were expecting, right? At all. So let's put it this way: if they do a sequel, expect it to be worse than this let's because it, the writing will be compromised, and they're going to spend a lot less money on the special effects, which I thought looked like shit sir, anyway. Sir, all I have to say is they did not release it for review. G.I. Joe. They did not release it for review. Are you sure? It's listed. In, it's listed. It's online. You can look it up. It well, says you know what? not released for review. I, 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 they knew it wasn't going to do I well. I believe that's a lot of Stephen Summers' fault because I think he's a shit-ass director. I mean, take a look now, at... Now, sir, the- I disagree totally. Let's run down the list here. Now, now Deep all Rising... Right. All right, and I looked this up because I was like, think Stephen Summers, I know I hate him, but you know, do we have to be all bad about him? I like Dead Rising. I love Dead Rising, and that's where I stop with Stephen Summers. No, no. I like the first Mummy, too. Okay, uh, you know what? Okay, I didn't hate the first hum- mummy. I used to actually sit back and say I really loved the first mummy. I, I then I went say. back and I watched it again, and I saw all of. I think I had a blind eye to it because I've seen more Stephen Summers films that, through the years, and going back to the first mummy, mm-hmm. yes, it. It does. He it does have Stephen Summers' little flair on it that he does in other films, yeah. and it's not as bad as, say, The Mummy Two, you know, Van Helsing, um, you know, movies like that. But it is still a Stephen Summers film, and it does have his little niche that he but puts to it. Here's the problem: and, I think you're going back. And though. whereas where I used to say I loved it, now I just say it's okay. You know why, though? Because the problem is you're letting your hatred for his later films imprint itself on the earlier film. The Mummy was a good film. It was fun. The second one... Yeah. Now, the second no, one... I, 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 I give the Mummy sequel, the, the second Mummy, yeah. credit for two things. Okay. One, one, it managed to bring everybody back. Yeah. Two, every time they do a sequel, any time, you pick it. You pick any series. Whenever there's a first film with a romantic interest where they get together at the end, yeah. what do they do in the sequel? Oh, they're broken up again. Oh, they always split them up. Oh, yeah. they're broken up again. This one, they've been married for ten years. They got a kid. They're happy. Yeah. I was, I remember being in the theater. Just like, I was like, really? <laughs> what, what, what? But no, no. She's supposed to be. They're supposed to be like divorced or separated, and he has to and win her back somehow. Him and, yeah. yeah, no. This is no. There was actually thought put into the screenplay. Yeah. And I do own both films. I. Me too. I, I do own both films. Me too. Um, I'm not saying the second one was good. I'm saying it wasn't bad. My, I'm, I'm saying for the second one, you say for the first. It had bad parts to it, but yeah. I still enjoyed it. No, I, I didn't hate either Mummy film. I just don't like them as much as I thought I did. Let's put it that way. But again, I, I think it's because you're, you're letting because you're you're letting the next films to come out. Which right, here's where all falls okay, apart for me. Go ahead. After Dead Rising, Mummy it was the Mummy, and then Mummy Returns. Then Mummy Returns. Now, then it all falls apart with Van Helsing. Oh yeah. This is this is where Stephen Summers should be beaten in a dark alley. I, with I, a two by four I with a, one with a the, phone book attached to it. One of the best reviews, just 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 up beside the head. One of the best reviews had one of the best lines I ever read, and I really wish I could remember the name of the of the person who wrote the review. But he basically said about what Stephen Summers does with his films, according to uh, you know, CGI and things uh, things of that nature. He said it's like a adolescent 
uh, or a, not an adolescent, a, a teenager just figuring out and discovering masturbation for the first time. He just can't stop. When he, he goes so over the oh, top. Those were the days. Yeah. He goes so over the top with CGI. He really. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> he goes that so. brings back memories, uh-huh. I'm telling you. Yeah, just last week. No. Uh, he goes so over the top with CGI, it just he can't stop. He doesn't know how to control himself. So when you see a film like Van this Helsing. This is ironic because when I watch Van Helsing, I feel like he's jizzing all over me. <laughs> and so it's, it's almost like the same thing. Yeah, kind I of. Feel, I feel like used and soiled. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, now, I, we, I think we, so. we can't go into Van Helsing. We, no, we, no, no, no. You not. know what we'll have to in a future episode as far as like an old review? Because yeah. we could talk about that for an hour. I, yeah. I actually, I actually I'll, I'll share this real quick. I was um, went to a uh, girlfriend's friend's house. Okay. It was a couple kind of thing. Couple okay, sure. And we're sitting around playing cards. And her friends, I've this, this is my first time really hanging out with her. These friends of hers from uh, the SCA, okay. So which means they're they're oh, off. Which means, I, I remember this. Which means they're they're off. Just be prepared for this is a treat of a story. Go ahead. What? A treat of a story. Well, and yeah. we're playing cards and we're talking about films because it's the only thing I have in common with these people. Right. These people live and breathe medieval warfare and stuff, and okay. I'm like, well, yeah, I saw Excalibur and I didn't care for it. <laughs> so. There's there's not much to go on I here. I still like Excalibur. I, I it's okay. I just never got into it like everybody else did. I'm not, I I just did, never got into it. It's not my thing. I, I never really got into it. I just like Idris of the Dead. That's as far as I'm going from medieval stuff. Maybe maybe blood uh, flesh and blood. Flesh and blood. Flesh yeah. and blood. Uh, yeah. That's, that's more for uh, the Paul Verhoeven. Yes, yeah, Verhoeven. But that's good. more for the performances than for the medieval thing. But yeah. these are people that like live and breathe the history, and then they get they get dressed up and. It's it's like medieval. It's like civil war reenactments, but with medieval stuff. Yeah, and they actually duel. It's, and, it's the Renaissance, but they actually hit each other with swords. And yes. and so we're talking about films, and then uh, her the 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 woman, the counterpoint to my girlfriend, mm-hmm. says, "Oh yeah, uh, Van Helsing was on," and you know, so I just launch into this rabid fifteen <laughs> minute. I just, it's just like nonstop. It's fifteen minutes of just like, oh, what the. I have never been in so much pain in my life, and this and that. And if you're going to get vampires, female vampires without, with you know, with breasts, give them nipples. If you can't give them nipples, don't make them half naked. goddammit. it! And <laughs> from this on down to the whole 15 minutes of people swinging on goddamn ropes. Yeah. And about it, I get done, and then there's like this, which I think was just silence. It turns out to be it was uncomfortable silence because this is her favorite film ever. She watches it like every weekend. <laughs> and there's I this and she just kind of says like, poor her. Uh, I, I I like it. I like that film a lot. I was like, oh, yeah, it's one of my favorite films ever. And it was like the silence. I was like, well, I hope you set her straight. <laughs> and all I could do was, well, you know, that's just me. <laughs> yeah. And everyone I know, yeah, except was... you. <laughs> but it's just, this is this is this is why I I didn't like you know mesh with them. One of the one of the many reasons, also because I'm I'm not. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> So what did he do after that? After that was um, Revenge of the Mummy. He did Revenge of the Mummy? Or the Mummy? Yeah. Yeah, he did the third one. The Ride. Oh, that's The Ride. The Ride. Oh, I'm sorry. No, he didn't do the third Mummy film. You're right. He was at least smart. He he backed away from I don't that. Think it was I don't think they gave it to him. I think after Van Helsing, they said, "Fuck you! I'm not giving you that film." It's, uh, that's definitely possible, but they couldn't bring everybody Cause, back because there's Even a five year gap between Van Helsing and GI Joe. So right after Van Helsing, he did GI Joe. Yeah, but there's a five year gap. But you know that pre production and everything. That's the only film he's doing up until then. Well, no, I think that has a lot to do with you know what we don't trust you anymore. But that too, maybe. <laughs> so, uh, wow, 
Oh, I didn't know that. He did Van Helsing now, and bothers, right to what, G.I. Joe. What bothers me is apparently he's in pre-production for a remake of When Worlds Collide. What? And and also he's doing an adaptation of Magic Kingdom for sale. Whatever. Yeah. I just I don't care for Steven Summers or his stupid But CGI. yeah, no, but, but it's been downhill since um, Van Helsing. Actually, it's been downhill since the Mummy sequel because the Mummy sequel was good and bad. It was like, eh. It, it did well in the theater, but... Only for the first couple of weekends until people got smart. I'd compare it to Transformers too. I don't think it was as bad as everyone said because it was entertaining. Right. But there are some bad elements that you know make you say, "Well, yeah. couldn't you just like tone it down a bit?" And I g- give The Rock credit; it was his first real theatrical thing, and he did that whole Scorpion King thing in the end of it. He played it was CGI, no, it but it was, was him. all CGI. But there was but a he, flashback. But he, but he, no, but there was a flashback where he was in the. Flash. Yeah, but th- when they do a CGI of The Rock, he's still there, s- standing in for stuff and doing the things. Yeah, I guess. All right, let's not totally. Give, I mean, give Scorpion the guys- King was like his first thing. Really but they did. But he didn't do the eyebrow eyebrow arch. Thank and, God. and that's when I knew that he would do okay in films because he didn't he didn't do the eyebrow thing. Right. I was like, all right, he understands. He gets that it. there's a line. He gets it. There's yeah, a line. Sure. He's trying to cross that line. He's so, he's trying to cross, and he did cross the line. Yeah. And I wish him all the success, even into the Tooth Fairy. So I think we should finally start actually talking about GI Joe. <laughs> well, this is a build up to the hate. No, I know. Uh, you want to give a quick synopsis of of GI Joe? Basic plot? No. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, let's start off with, with the opening words in the not-too-distant future. Yeah, that was stupid. No, it's a rip-off of Mystery Science Theater 3000. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. That's right. Because I'm watching it with people, and we're all MST3K fans, so all of a sudden the screen comes up in the not-too-distant future, and we all go immediately, next Sunday AD. <laughs> this is the <laughs> opening theme song for the goddamn show. And also, the main plot involves uh, nanomites. Yeah, which the, which I defy you to say that more than three times in an hour, and I have it not sound silly. Nanomites, nanomites. The guy says nanomites five times in the first ten minutes of the film, and I didn't know, nanomites, nanomites, nanomites. Nan-. It's like it's scuba. <laughs> say scuba, scuba. This is nanomites. It sounds stupid. And of course, in the last two or three seasons, seasons of Mystery Science Theater three thousand, right. one of the recurring characters in the interstitials were the nanites. Really? Yes. <laughs> G- I'm saying right here now, G.I. Joe stole their basic premise from the opening of MST3K. Maybe Steven Summers is just a big fan. Then he should have given him credit. Then Mike, Mike Nelson or Joel should have been in the show movie. All right. Now there's hey, a- all right, okay. So right off the bat, they're already ripping off MST3K. MST3K. Um, now we had to talk about the Mummy for a reason because half the cast of the Mummy appears in this film. Yeah. Yeah, it, it just, well, because they all work with Stephen Summers and he just can't let them go, I guess. That's because, well, maybe, I don't know. Uh, you, one of the things, one of the big problems I have with the film. I think my favorite part was Brendan Fraser, where he's like, yeah, I'm here for two minutes, but I got, I got, I got a career to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought, I was like, wait a minute, is, is he in this? Even, no. Even what's his name? I mean, I, I forget the names, but like, but then Voslo's in it. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, I, I've loved him ever since uh, Hard Target. He was yeah, the bad guy. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want to hurt my feelings. <laughs> Bos- but, uh, Boslow can be in anything. He he actually played. He wasn't bad as Darkman in the direct video sequels. Oh really? Yeah, he played. Yeah, he wasn't that bad. I liked him in those. I haven't actually watched any of the dark. Uh, I watched the f- second one. They they weren't that bad for for direct video sequels. Go. Yeah. There wasn't. They weren't that bad. Okay. I I never actually checked them out. Yeah, but no, but then then like the guy the the guy the wormy guy from the first film. The one from Dead Rising? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. His, I can he, never remember Even his name, he was like, but... you got me for five minutes. 
Yeah, well, he's in every single thing that Stephen Summers does. Right, but but he's been in every one. He wasn't in the Mummy sequel. He was dead, wasn't he? Wasn't he in a flashback? Possible. I don't remember. I, I you know I don't remember. I either. don't recall. If there, I, was, honestly, if there was a way you could get him in the film, he did. I don't remember. Probably, yeah, yeah. But in Van Helsing, the best thing in that film was that one line where he's like. Uh, what did he say to him? Oh, no, I got you. No, I, I, I'll, set, I'll set this up for you exactly. Yeah. The only good part of that entire film, and because I, I always tell this, yeah. is the one scene where, where Dracula comes in. Yeah, and, and he's and torturing. There's a shadow. Yeah, because uh, he, he plays Igor in the movie. Right. And he's shocking like the wolf man with this like big stick. <laughs> so he comes out, Dracula says, why do you torment him so? And he just looks at him and goes, it's what I do. <laughs> Like, and that was like genius. Yeah, it, it, was, like, it was. It just like brought up the whole idea of yeah. like why evil's evil and good yeah. and bad. It's like, what, you know, I. It's, it's, it's what I do. It's what I do. Yeah, no, give that, that. Whoever, whoever of the seventeen writers who <laughs> probably piled on that fucking movie, uh, whoever thought up that one line probably should have taken that line and tried to work the premise backwards from that. Yeah, and they might have had a decent film. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Um, there's so much to touch on in this goddamn film. No, I know. It, the, the acting in it is bad. I mean, it's really bad. But, uh, but j- just in the opening of the film alone, where they're delivering the nanomites, okay? They're delivering the nanomites to its location, and they get uh, bombarded, they get attacked. And the one part in the beginning of the film where the, the guy's flying his, his I, I believe it was a helicopter or a jet, it was one or the other, and. He's just ready to get blown up, ready to get crashed into, and the best thing they have him say is, in a very... Dear God, or... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And then he blows up. It, it's, it was silly. With the railgun technology, out the eraser. <laughs> oh, my God. It, it was just... I mean, and that's just a part of what you'll expect from watching now, this film, is the campy dialogue. Now, let's start off with the beginning there. The we're talking acting. about The military, the, sol- the, the platoon squadron, whatever the hell you call them. I'm not hip on right. military lingo. Knowing is half the battle. Are traveling... Yeah, yeah. The other half is actually, you know, having having a good storyline. Are, are, they're they're going helps. to a location to, to meet up with a rendezvous. Yeah, and the way in one of the weigh-ins says uh, whatever weigh-ins in it. Weigh-in? Marlon, yeah, I'm sorry, Mar- Mar- you, you really you peaked at recording for you. I'm weigh-in? sorry. Hey, dude. Weigh-in, what were we supposed um, to meet up with the recon? Like, were we supposed to meet clicks? them? Like yeah. sixty clicks? Well, forty-two well, we clicks. Just passed that was kilometer 41. No, it was forty-two clicks, and he goes, "We just passed forty-one." I I I I disagree. I think I'm, it was. I'm ta- I just watched it last night. It's right. 42. Clicks. I just watched it last night too, dude. <laughs> I could have sworn they said 60. Doesn't matter. They say like, oh, we're already clicked past it. Right. No. <laughs> and and it reflects my major problem with this film. Okay. And I hate to get serious again. I think the problem with coming out with GI Joe in 2009 was it 2009? Yeah. It was yeah, 2009. It was. yeah. It was. After we've already been involved in the war in Iraq for. Six years, six uh, over five, six, seven years, way too long. Yeah, having soldiers being taken back over and over again, being in a real military crisis, and having this fantasy war film come out with this special group of soldiers with all this special equipment and everything, Mm -hmm. I found in very poor taste. And I think a lot of people did too, and I think it's why it didn't do that well. I think we, if we were where we were back when Clinton was in the office, right. when we weren't really where we had like the Black Hawk Down shit happen, and we, you know, we had incursions, but we weren't in a war. And the last okay. war we had had was the Gulf War that lasted like two days. 
I don't even think it lasted that long, to be honest. You know what I'm saying? I think it lasted a few hours. Well, I mean, the initial, yeah. Yeah. So my point is. I get what you're saying. Back to 10, in 1999, maybe, right. you could have made G.I. Joe and people would have gotten behind it. This is kind of cool. Yeah. But coming into a reality where war sucks and yeah. we know it, and this and the reason why all these films about Iraq war have right. done poorly too because people are so tired even, of it, they don't want to deal with it. Even The Hurt Locker, which won Best Picture, reviews across the board accolades, it is the lowest, uh, not the lowest budget, but it is the lowest grossing Best Picture ever. I, I think it made $15 million. For a country... Steeped and in war. Nobody cared about seeing it. Who yes, it was a great film. Exactly. So I'm I'm saying your point is completely yeah. valid. And 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 also to do a film about the about super soldiers and about the military, right. and then not even really going into not even like doing any kind of comparison to Iraq War. You had people complaining about Avatar because they mentioned daisy cutters. They go, oh, oh they're bitching about the military. So you know what? And I and then we made a billion dollars because everybody's like, yeah, we're tired of invading other countries too. <laughs> You know, as, yeah. shitty, as much as I hate Avatar, at least they had the right point on that. It's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, you're right, and the Smurfs will win. And so <laughs> those cute girls, the guy exactly. Coming. And there was a funny thing here. The guy, uh, the the gay guy, what's his name? The uh, the guy that plays Duke Tatum. Tatum. Channing Tatum. Channing I have Tatum. it right here. Originally, Channing Tatum did not want to act in the film because he felt it glorified war. He changed his mind after reading the script. <laughs> <laughs> Me thinks Tatum should have read it twice. Yeah, it's, this film horribly glorifies the whole idea of going of going into battle and going into war by, but it does what the cartoon did. Here's good, here's evil, and all the bad guys we're shooting at don't have faces because they're wearing masks, so it's okay that you know we, it's okay if they get killed. It's it, it's coming doing it in, in a time when we're actually steeped in war. Right. Very poor taste. And I, 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 I'm offended by it. I really am. I think doing this kind of movie... I mean, and the fact that he started it... He start, When he started it, we were already in Iraq. Oh, yeah. So We've th- been there for already, a while. Already somebody should have said, you know what, maybe we should wait till the war's over. Uh, and, then again, and you know what he said? It ain't going to happen anytime actually, soon, no, and I want to make this no, movie. No, I guarantee this is the opposite, because this was still, when Bush was still in office, we were still getting fed the bullshit about how it would end soon. Yeah. I guarantee, when he started pre-production, I guarantee they said, well, by the time we're done, the war will be over. Yeah, I okay. that might yeah. have been the process. Uh, yeah, I could but definitely if see you that. actually, and I watched Brothers the same night, by the way. Oh, you did? I finally got around to seeing Brothers. I haven't seen it yet. After you watch Brothers and watch this, all I, all I could think of is maybe they should have crossed him over. So, so, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. No, the other one. Toby McGuire. To- Toby McGuire's character should have been like on, uh, coming back from GI Joe. <laughs> by the way, they mis- they misrepresented Brothers in the trailers. They did? Yeah, I felt. Have you seen it? I haven't seen oh, it. Oh, then yet. we won't talk about it. I there there's a minor I have a minor problem with the way they hit, had it in the trailers and stuff and the way in the film because it's not as bad as the the situation is different than it appeared. It's yeah, no, really, the, the situation they make it sound like uh, you know, the brother is snooping the wife when, and he when comes really back delusional. and he goes completely insane. But there, but he's not. He's not snooping the wife. It's like a delusional thing where the guy thinks he is. Well, I could see that because he's like he's screwed up in the head from right. war. No, and then Brothers is a great film. Yeah, and watching Brothers with this realistic portrayal of how bad war is and how it fucks people up, right. and then watching Go Joe, and, and and they were both made like roughly the same time. Yeah, like a they, year they, or two were, apart. they were released. No, 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 they were released a few months apart. Yeah, Brothers so, came out I think November, and GI Joe came out 
late January, it's uh, late July, August. It's mind-boggling. But that's as serious as one again. Yeah. I just think if, if you have any kind of like sympathy for soldiers and stuff, this film is a fucking insult. These hands! <laughs> these hands! <laughs> I killed Cobra Commander with these hands! <laughs> you know what I can do with these hands? <laughs> uh... Is there any other trivia for G.I. Joe? Oh, dude, it goes on and on. But I'm, I'm blocking you off. you got to ch- chime in here. What, what, what well, you, you know, okay. Uh, you want, you want, are we still in the opening? I, did you, did you, you didn't take notes. I did not take notes. I made the futuristic list. You did? My favorite thing. Whenever you have a film like this where you have futuristic technology, yeah. make a list. i got a list here. All right, right off the bat, we had futuristic sunglasses. <laughs> then we had futuristic crossbow. Futuristic crossbow. Futuristic ninja. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, haha, they got the kung fu grip line in there. Uh, oh, yeah, and not only that, how about the... The real you, you, know, you, sh- you should marry this guy. He's a real American real hero. Real American hero. Oh, yeah, give me yeah. a break. Uh, they oh, they, they tried to get in every single line they could and didn't care if it came off corny or not, which it did every single time. What, what I love is a film that has like literally like half a dozen flashbacks and only one of them has pertinent information for the film. The rest yeah. of it's just... Why are we having a flashback now? Yeah, especially like Snake Eyes and his brother. It's like, hello, brother. And then they do the flashback. It, it's like, why am I watching these two kids? The, the two these kids guys fight as the, kids. The two kids fighting while the oh, one's that trying to get eat. Because they fight all the time you know when they were kids. The two kids fighting while the one's trying to eat. If that was Jet Li and Jackie Chan, it would have been a good scene. But it was <laughs> it was two kids. It was just ridiculous. But, uh, so what, we got futuristic Blackberry. Yeah. Futuristic Monocle. Futuristic Jetpack, which is bizarre. <laughs> say, they took the jetpack and made it complicated. <laughs> Why are there wings on a jetpack? This is a jet glider. Yeah, it's uh, this is a glider pack. It's a glider pack. He's right. Then futuristic Hummer. Yeah. Apparently, the futuristic the futuristic meaning of weaponizing something uh-huh. is to spin it really fast. <laughs> so weaponize these weapon oh, these warheads. Well, well, wait, aren't warheads already weaponized? And then the weaponize it, it just spins it. <laughs> now they're weaponized. What is this weird pseudo sense? It's like is that how they weaponize uranium? They just put it like in, in like in, in like a rock tumbler. I'm just enjoying <laughs> watching you go, man. Dude, I, I'm watching this whole scene. It's like what? What when they say weaponize? What are they actually trying to say? <laughs> Usually, weaponize me. Not just it's in the warhead already. I, no, you weaponize it first. You, well, one of the things that really annoyed me, as far as oh, like, I'm sorry. Okay, let me, let me, let me, I'm sorry. I didn't mean the no, no, no. no go for it. Futurist, it's, it's, it's like futuristic fut- Hummer. Well, yeah, mine is a futuristic thing, too, so go ahead. Futuristic Hummer. Yeah. Uh, then uh, futuristic fish. F- wait, when was the that? The fish swimming around in the Antarctic. They had like they were robots. They had eyes. They were- oh, that's right. Futuristic snowmobiles. <sighs> yeah. And then futuristic prison. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't know how those work, because they had like the laser beam bars. Right, right. But then they had to put a plate down in front of it, in case they tried to slip through the laser beam bars. <laughs> Uh, the futuristic thing, one of the things that they did that annoyed me was the holograms in the film. Oh! Where, it, did that I mean, make your futuristic list? No, it, it made my list, whereas I have a note on that. Uh, ooh, no. that's uh, No, that's, ooh, I smell a cat suit, a cat, suit cat fight at the end. <laughs> uh, Kung Fu Grip. Ooh, holograms are fun. Here we go. Yeah, yeah. The, the biggest problem I had with them was they made sure you knew it was a hologram, but then at some point during the scene, it looks like they're right there. Mm-hmm. And nope, it just... It looked like they were right there. And they made it a point to do a 360 of the hologram to say, oh, it looks ultra-realistic. It, it looks like he's in the room. But look, see, in the back, it's he's hollow. So it, it's he's really not there. So I'm just saying to myself, well, are they trying to do a Total Recall type thing? Because no matter how many times I watch that film, there's always that scene later. And where I like get, that scene. 
I love this scene. Like, ha, you think this is the real me? Ha, 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 ha. It is. <laughs> well, that's the problem, too. They, like you're saying, they set up for a hologram thing. Right. It's like, wow, they have all this t- hologram technology, and they're not using it to, like, like, like put, trick like, people yeah. and, you know, set up Well, that was because uh, in nothing. the course of ten minutes, they had, like, three or four hologram things. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, someone wants to speak to you, and he puts a thing in the ground, and the hologram right. comes I'm waiting for Obi-Wan. But like in Total Total Recall, every time I watch the movie, and this is every time, every time I forget... You freeze frame at the part with the three breasts? No. Okay. Well, I do. But this is different. Okay. Uh, I always forget about the hologram scene. I know they give it to him, but then they just don't do anything with it, and then all of a sudden he gets shot at, and I'm like, oh, and then he's a hologram. And every time I watch it, I'm always... That's pleasantly like, surprised. That's like your typical James Bond gimmick where they give you all the gadgets right. and then throughout the film he uses every single one once. Right, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. There, one of them, I forget which one, there was, a, I think, oh, it was the Roger Moore one. Okay. Where Q, uh, I forget which one it was. Like, Q comes to see him oh, and he's in the castle um, and he gave him all this, all these gadgets and he doesn't use any of them for the rest of the film. Was that Octopus? No. I, don't, no. I, I, I honestly don't know. But, okay. it, but it was weird because he comes to him and he gives him all these gadgets and oh. he didn't use any of them. He used one of them. That's it. And for the rest of the film, maybe like, they're oh. trying something different with that. But it was like it was this weird thing. Where like, like usually he'd be like at the testing site, and he's like, "Oh, look at that thing testing." And then like, at oh. least you would see it get used. But but then basically they would have the they would have the things they test for humor, right? But, but then they wouldn't give it to him. And this one, they brought him stuff. They gave him everything, but then he didn't use the stuff that was used for humor, and it threw me off. Huh? I don't. It's I don't, ironic. I don't remember that. And it's ironic. We mentioned this too. Because Stephen Summers, he actually said that the reason he did this film yeah. is because he knew he'd never get to do a James Bond film, <laughs> and this would be close you get to it. And you know what? You're right. <laughs> this is the closest you're getting to a James Bond yeah. film. Screw you. Now, the holograms. Talking about the technology. Yeah. Stephen Summers took great care. I'm 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 quoting from IMDb now. Took great care over the technology techno- technology development. Oh, pardon me. He took great care over the technology depicted in the film, okay. going through various books and magazines. I'm sure he did a lot of research. This is like Cameron with his floating mountains are actually fucking feasible. Yeah. About weapons technology, Stephen Summers feels that almost 100% of the technology in this film can be, de- can be developed in 10 to 20 years. Okay. <laughs> Anybody can say that. The railguns, which we had in Eraser back in the 90s. Yeah, 99. We'll have those in 10 that to can't... 20 years. Uh, the sunglasses we'll have... Uh, the nano, I guess the nanotechnology we'll have in ten to twenty years. Yeah, yeah. When, sure. when when they when they get FiOS to my little like corner of the world, then I'll believe that. <laughs> when they when they when they make cars that the, that the brake pedals actually work and the gas pedals don't get stuck, yeah, oh boy. I'll believe that. Yeah, they just did release when, an all electric car though. When they can build a fence to Mexico, have you heard about this with the, with the no. virtual fence? They build the, the, the uh, Boeing. $2 billion on a virtual fence, which puts like cameras and stuff, yep. they can't get it to work. We're talking oh. cameras. <laughs> Boeing, $2 billion. Boeing's it. Well, it, it works in theory. Wow. No, you're right. We're going to have uh, futuristic jet glider packs and, uh, and, and, oh, and the, ca- the camouflage suit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Apparently that's feasible, he said. No, that's <laughs> not. Here, 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 I'm sorry. From an interview with Stephen Summers. Total invisibility is impossible, of course. However, the camouflage cameras in the in the film, where they project the, the picture from behind a, per, uh, a soldier to the front of them, would allow and is feasible. 
I know that they're working on See, it because I have heard of that. But but, but I just don't. I don't. They're know. also working on Star Wars program, and that 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 shit ain't working either. So. Yeah. That I, I don't mind when they make futuristic... You know, I watch a film like G.I. Joe, I expect there to be, like, really wacky technology. It's yeah. when these jackasses come on and go, no, this is all based in reality. We'll have this in 20 years. Yeah. No, 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 believe me. No, I, I guarantee the, the 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 crossbow lasers, no, definitely. 20 years, it'll be standard. You know, I remember watching a commercial about 15 on, years on ago. Obtanium, that's all based on Obtanium? That's all based in scientific fact. <laughs> Just, why, why do you have to insult us as an audience? Why do you... It's bad enough to say, here's a shitty film... You're going to pay $10 for it, and it's all crap. On top of that, you have to say, no, and you know what? It's all based on reality. <laughs> Why do we have to make us feel that stupid? I, I remember watching a commercial about 15 years ago. Tom Selleck, this, for whatever reason, this really... This is st- Runaway? No, it's not Runaway. <laughs> but this sticks out in my head a lot. It's about 15 years ago, and uh, Tom Selleck is narrating the commercial. And it shows in the commercial just all of the things... Of the that are going to be happening in the future. And it shows a car driving through uh, an area without, uh, you know, having to stop at a toll, you know, like what what we have on the parkways and Uh and our highways across the country. On the flying cars. Not flying cars. But you just see a car driving through, and essentially what what I know now is they were saying that that was easy pass then. They just didn't have a name for it. You know, and it just showed a car just driving through, and it showed... I remember that commercial. ...above the car. I remember that commercial. And it just drove through, and it's like, you know... Without it showed a screen down. on the car that said toll paid or whatever. And I remember the, and I remember the time I said bullshit. Right. And, and I then, still say bullshit about that little screen on the car that says toll paid. Because it doesn't do it. No, they, just, <laughs> they, they mail you a bill a month later saying that you didn't have well, yeah. Yeah. Uh Then the other thing that they showed was, you know, what if you just wanted to sit down and watch a movie in the comfort of your own home? And then it just shows kids, like, it has a screen, and it's touch screen in the commercial. And it just, they're just scrolling up and then they touch the movie and it plays. Well, yeah, we have a form of that. It's called On Demand in Netflix. And it's, we have it. But as far as what they showed in the commercial for the car, and as far as what they showed for the movies, and they showed a couple of other things, we have them. But, but it's, the like, it's like the low-budget version. Just like we actually have something that makes soldiers invisible, but it's just called camouflage. Right. <laughs> Without the little camera things. And, right. And we do have things that allow soldiers to fly. It's called They're called planes. Yeah. And not the hover hover jet packs. Yeah, exactly. And we, so, we have crossbows. They just don't yeah, have laser so it, bolts. It's utter bullshit what Summers it, is talking insulting. about. It's insulting. It's insulting on several levels. Yeah. I mean, the movie's insulting enough, but then, like, they come out and go, oh, by the way, no, no, really, really, no, yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah, if our troops get, we, we can't get armor to our troops, but no, they'll, they'll have, like, invisibility suits soon. No, they're not. not. They're not. Sorry. But uh, that's I, just, I was like, when they get, remember they get out of the van, I said, remember, those suits cost $3 million each. It's like, $3 million? Three, Really? <laughs> really? That's all? $3 million. <laughs> Fence with cameras. Two billion. They only cost three million dollars. That's a bargain. How come they are cranking these out? Yeah, and in a couple of years, it'll only be a she, few thousand. But, she, she, buy them on any corner at uh, your local, uh, you know, dollar store. This is the problem because the film hurts now because it hurts. It, oh, it, 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 yeah. And considering that you watched it last night and I watched it last it night, just, it's just fresh in our heads. And I don't know. It just—it's a bad movie. And, I was like, and hopefully Stephen Summers never works again, but we already know that that's not the case. But I mean, I, how many accents can you squeeze into one team? Yeah, holy shit. 
Oh, the whole opening. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, no, no, please don't tell me this is a Highlander sequel. No, no, no. Why Why are we in Scotland in, like, the 17th century? What, what the hell is going on? I'm sure I got the wrong century. I don't care. Uh, this is like <laughs> the McCulloch clan. If I hear the clan McCullen one more time. The clan McCullum. So okay. Oh, all right. So it's Man of the Iron Mask. I got you. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Can we watch that instead? Let's, let's melt that on I mean, there. I mean, I'm up for another Leonardo DiCaprio film. Let's go for it. Anything but this piece of shit. Let's go. <laughs> I, 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 heard, uh, I, I heard that Mark Wahlberg was originally intended to play Duke, but apparently he has a clue. <laughs> he chose what? Like, and you know what? You can't even say that he chose a lovely bones because that was made like two and a half years before yeah, right? this. <laughs> he's so, still trying to do serious film. He just gets yeah. And for the most part, he's kind of successful. So, <laughs> he's super, uh, poor Mark Wahlberg because he's actually getting a lot of respect as an actor too. Yeah. But there's like, all right, uh, serious directors to further my career. Uh, we can cross uh, Shyamalan off the list. Uh, Peter Jackson, he just did uh, Lord of the Rings. Let's do that. Uh, we can Kong, cross that yeah. one off the list now. <laughs> Everyone he goes to is like, they did great stuff. And the film I go in, yeah, they're doing shit now. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's catching them all after their prime. <laughs> Wait a minute, try to search out like Romero. God. If, if Wahlberg ever ends up yeah. in a Romero film, he may as well just oh. end his career. <laughs> you know what also insulted me in this film, sir? What? Uh, flashback number two or three was after the after the kid from um, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, Gordon uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Yeah, who was a great actor. Why is he in this piece of shit? You know what? He realistically, I don't know how old he is, but I think he's probably in his mid twenties. I bet he's too young to have grown they, up they, with they the keep... with the cartoon, but not too young to maybe have seen it later on. So I get the feeling that he is a fan of the cartoon He's and like, of the toy line and said, you know what, I just this sounds like it might be fun. He's got he's got to stick to the, the art house films he's been doing. Brick like three hundred days saw, of summer. Just saw yeah. five hundred days of summer. Five hundred days but of summer. But I just saw Brick not that long ago and fantastic. <laughs> I'm thinking of the great in that. I'm thinking of the romantic comedy involving the uh, uh the Spartans. The Spartans. <laughs> <laughs> to Sparta <laughs> Yeah, good call. But I don't want to date anymore. <laughs> What? This is madness. But although I do like the fact that at the end you find out the Corporal Commander is actually Scrappy Doo. Oh, that was actually cool. <laughs> Scrappy Doo. Seriously, come on. How how was that ending different from the ending of a Scra- Scooby Doo the first film? As they, <laughs> <laughs> if if Corporal Commander's chest had popped open and Scrappy Doo was in there, that would have made that would would have been less insulting to me. <laughs> That's a crossover. I get that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know why he was in it. Speaking he, of ruined careers, he, what's up with Dennis Quaid? He hasn't made any, uh, some very good choices lately. No, and, and and doing his bad impression of uh, John Wayne throughout the whole film. Yeah, do it. Here's uh, a drinking game for you. Watch GI Joe, and every time you see Dennis Quaid put his hands on his hips, take a shot. It's like every other shot's this. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, God, I don't. I you know what? I just must turn a blind eye to it because I don't remember. It's just, and I saw it last night. So I can remember forty-two clicks, but I can't remember him putting his hand I, on the side. I thought it was sixty. I don't know. <laughs> it's forty-two. Um, I mean, I think I read somewhere that he said that his performance of of whatever character that was was a cross between uh, Chuck Yeager and Hugh Hefner. And, and and I'm reading, I'm like, dude, you just walked through the film. He shot all the scenes in two months. Really? Yeah, because he had to get the set the Legion right away. <laughs> I don't even believe in God. Yeah, he doesn't believe Dude, in with, you either. With that career, no. <laughs> if I was him right now, Nick Cage, you know, at, yeah. least, at least Nick Cage is like a swing in the head every now and then. Right. What's going on with Dennis? 
I don't know. Oh. They just, I don't know. At he, least he's staying out of jail, unlike Randy. Yeah, yeah. But I would say that Randy has made better choices, even though he's gone to jail. <laughs> yeah, but also, yeah, they're trying to push the whole internationality, which the, the toys in the cartoon, they did have a lot of different nationalities, right. but they all sounded like Americans because they all did the voices. So that, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, but his the, the Scottish accent was so goddamn thick in the film. I just and I like that guy. Uh, he he had a small. No, part. he's done great films. He's he, he's a good. He, actor. he had a small part in Heroes. Uh, we mentioned this before, but he was the one to train. What's his face? The one that could absorb everyone's powers. Yeah. Um, he was the guy that had invisibility. He's been in a bunch of stuff. He's an shallow actor. grave. He was great in that. Yeah. He just slowly well, that's early stuff. I mean, since well, that's then, he's early, done, but he's he's he slowly went mad in that, and he just his performance just got better throughout the film. He, you know, but there's just there was too. It was so thick. And now Echo is that his original accent? I don't. You know what? I, I, I don't, don't think it is. I don't, I don't think it is because he's got an Australian accent in that or something. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised only for the reason that. Um, uh, what's his face? Uh, he was in The Wire. He played uh, the lead bad guy's like right hand man, and in The Wire, he he just he just does kind of like um, uh, like a hood type you know accent where uh-huh. you know you you really believe that he was from you know the, but he was intelligent. That was the thing. But then he did Rock and Rolla, and he has an English accent. Right. And I'm just saying to myself. That's a really good English accent. He's British. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. You know, I didn't, you know, it's like he just totally threw that out for the wire. Totally made you believe that he was from wherever, Compton or whatever it was supposed to be. Uh, mm-hmm. It was um, not Compton. He it sells was, the African accent. It was actually uh, Baltimore. Yeah. You know? In Lost, uh, he sells the African accent. What, Mr. Echo? Yeah. Right. Well, this, I'm just a different actor I'm talking about. But Oh, I'm sorry. It, it's I'm just saying the guy from uh, Rock and Rolla and he was in The Wire. Uh, you know, he just, but, you know, I don't know. It, it's, but he was also in, he was in uh, Lost, and he had, like, the African accent. But he was also in, um, what was the TV show that he was in? It was, uh, Oz. He was Oz. in Oz. Oh. And he. So it means he was naked. You know what? I never watched Oz. Me neither. I, I never got around to watching. Me I just got around to watching The Wire, and that thing's you know. I'll pass. You know, no. The first season was excellent. You know, Alan Moore but, likes it. I'm gonna pass. Oh, come on! You can't. You can't. You can't. No, not I, watch it because he no, likes I, it. I'm being facetious. No, I, I just, I'm just not into that kind of. I, that doesn't interest me. That's all. The whole the the espionage or real life kind okay. of stuff. That kind of stuff doesn't. You know. But anyway, uh, it, it's just. We were talking about the the Scottish actor, but I like I like dude pick an accent. I like to see him working because I like him. But you're right; it was really thick. It was really, really all thick. of them. It's just it, like they were just pushing the accents. Kind of reminded me of what's his face from The Simpsons. The you know what you know uh, what's like what's his face uh, the the gate uh, the, the Willie Willie yeah 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 groundskeeper groundskeeper Willie kind of reminded me of him. Uh, it's it's like when I I can't watch. Moonlighting, Moonstruck. With Cher, I can't watch it and because between Cher and Nicolas Cage, the accents drive me out of my mind. I can't deal with it. I, I thought I would have that problem with Edge of Darkness because he does like a kind of Brooklyn accent, which I haven't seen. Actually, isn't it Boston? Boston, Brooklyn, whatever. It's one of those yeah, kind of completely opposite. 
Like I'd be able to spot it. I'm I just, can't. I haven't seen it myself, but I think it's. Boston. You know what I'm talking about, though. That kind I of inner city accent. About. Or yeah, he has. The, he does that in that film, but surprisingly, it didn't bother me. I can't when the accent is so predominant. Thick. Yeah. And push, and you, you know, I grew up watching like British films and stuff too, so I'm used to accents. But sometimes the accent detracts, distracts. Well, the problem is he's the only one with, that it's that thick, where it's a problem, and everybody else's is kind of. There's too many different accents. There's, there's a, it's just like everybody. It's honestly well, even the French guy. It's not as thick as his. It's enough to be annoying. Yes, it is. And the fact we're jumping back and forth, accent to accent to accent to accent. You know, if if I want that, I'll watch like a serious film. Yeah, I mean, but no, the, the I, yeah, action that, no, film. You're right. But oh, um, and what was with the Iron Man ripoff suits? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's just whose 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 genius idea was it to have these guys running around in these suits? First of all, which is an obvious ripoff of Iron Man, and also, and which, as far as I know, were never in the comic book or the or the cartoon or the toys. And the special effects for it look like shit. It horrible. I, I hate it. Horrible. I hate it when they do that because it just looks. It looks very. Um, it, it looked fake, like, like gummy. Yeah, gum, gummy is a perfect word for it. You yes. know, it just doesn't look right. It just doesn't look like an Iron Man. Doesn't look gummy. Yeah, it looks like a guy is in a suit. You know, it's very. You know, it looks kind of stiff because it's a guy in a suit. And again, it's also you know, it's and, fluid, but it's 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 right. And again, we're doing a movie where we give these two soldiers. These super suits that let them run fast right. and get hit by cars without damage. Meanwhile, we're, we have trouble getting real armor to our real soldiers who are out in Iraq right. being killed by like landslide mines, not having like rail guns shot at them while they're running across glass buildings. Yeah. And it, again, it's just and what was why why the hell why can't we just have a car chase? It beats the hell out of me. It just it didn't add anything to it. Remember when ninjas were cool. Remember when you were a kid and ninjas were cool? Yeah, you remember this, that film, uh, Revenge of the Ninja? I remember that every was a ninja huge, film. Huge 80s film. All you had to do was get a guy in black with a mask and give him a sword, and you were just like there. Yeah. This film makes ninjas boring. Uh, yeah. It, I, what is this, this gay, like, like spinning this ninja star between his fingers thing? It's like, this yeah. Jet Li wanted, but apparently they couldn't get Jet Li, so they got a guy that looked like Jet Li yeah. with like an Elvis effect, affectation. <sighs> yeah, the collar turned up thing, dude, not working. No, sorry. especially not in white. <laughs> so, and it was cause, a, cause, oh, Snake Eyes' brother. It's like so what? Well, that probably is true based on the gay toys or whatever. Or the yeah, but I don't book. care. Oh no, but that's the, it's, it's like what you're saying with uh, Robot Heaven. It's like yeah, just because it was in the comic doesn't mean it was cool. Well, that's the thing too. As another thing, like with Transformers, they 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 take the fans into consideration, right? But they don't dwell on it. With GI Joe, they dwell on all this shit. Everything was... Now we did a flashback to show the rivalry between... You know what? All you have to do is show them, like, recognize each other when they saw it for a second. Like, oh, these guys don't like each other. Yeah. I don't need a backstory involving, like, like a Chinese restaurant cat fight and the old, uh, you killed my master wheeze. And you took a vow of silence when he died. Shut up. <laughs> Holy shit. I don't, even, I don't even need to be told why he doesn't talk. Yeah. Honestly, don't... He doesn't talk. Great, roll with it. Yeah, but they made a perfect uh, point to say when our master died, you took a vow of silence. Oh, that's why. Thank you. You've answered all my questions. But you know, there are people out there, and I hate to say stupid people, but there are people out there. Say it, dude. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting used to it. Say it. The, the, you know, stupid, stupid avatar loving people. Yeah, there's going to be people out there that are going to say if they didn't put in the film, when our master died, you took a vow of silence. Why didn't they say why he didn't talk? I don't understand that. I never understood why they don't say why he doesn't talk. So, it just, it's, 
yes, you're right. It doesn't have to be explained, but they do it because, like everything else, they feel if they don't. Well, you know what? You know, let's be honest. This film, we're not the film *Idiocracy*. Five hundred years from now, doesn't seem like such a bleak. Uh, not a bleak. It doesn't seem like it's such so far far fetched. Far fetched. Yeah. The film's not. We're not the demographic for the film. The film was obviously written by and for simpletons. Right. Who can't handle any kind of complexity in a storyline? Oh, Do yeah. we really need a love triangle between Duke, the Baroness, and um, the, the Colin McClanahan yeah, yeah. clan, <laughs> uh, soon to be Destro? Right. Yeah. I mean. It's like, your name is now Destro. I came up with that myself. It's like, so. They had a choice with this film go camp yeah. or go serious. I think that kind of ended up somewhere in the middle. No, though. they took serious. They took the right of the, this whole film takes itself too seriously. It's only. Well, I it, think there's some campy moments. It, there's some campy moments, but they're only done. They only use. There's there's two different kinds of camp. There's going for camp, and then there's using camp for a fallback. Okay, I got you. You know, they, they you. kind of thing like. I see like, what you're saying. Like the way they shot this film. So anything, if you don't like anything, well, right. that was supposed to be campy. <laughs> it's like it's like Tommy Wiseau. I was going for a comedy all along, and oh hi Joey. It only cost six million dollars. It was supposed to be a comedy all along. Every everything you laugh at, it was intentional. It was, it's not just see, that. I'm brilliant. It, I'm a brilliant. Uh, film. It's not when I made G.I. Joe. You see, I was going for. If you see a scene you think you didn't like it because it was comp, the comp was intentional. <laughs> so that's what you do. So you 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 use camp as a cover for shitty dialogue, right. bad directing, and any bad fil- acting performances with the exception of maybe uh, Tatum, Jackass. Okay. Um, any bad acting in that film is the director's fault. There, yeah, there are certain, he, there are certain directing films... directing them. <laughs> yeah, there are certain films where you can call. I think that's why there's a vast difference in acting between, like, say, uh, Silence of the Lambs and Hannibal. Oh, okay. Two different... To- two totally different uh, Directors, too. Two different directors, two different performances of the same character... Yep. By the same actor, it's the director's fault. Mm-hmm. You can pick which one you prefer. I've gotten arguments with people on that, but I think the happening, any all the bad performances in that film, director's fault. You had some great actors in there who have proven themselves in previous films. John yeah. Leguizamo, I do not care for as a comedian, but he is a good actor, and he was crap in that film. Uh, he's done. He, he's okay. He, I, I, he's I, good. He's I not a bad actor. I won't argue that he's a bad actor. I just think the films he that he choose. I think the films that he chooses are he can are, act. are poor. No, the films are, but he can act. Like as much as you don't like the Son of Sam, uh, Summer of Sam, he was he he actually acted in that. He was a good actor. I actually didn't have a problem with him in that. See, there you go. I'm yeah. saying so. So, and I think with G.I. Joe, with the exception of Tatum, um, any bad performances in the film mm-hmm. are just totally Stephen Summers' fault. Okay. Okay. But, yeah, but, I, yeah. Yeah. But if they had gone for like really campy, like uh, you remember the uh, David Hasselhoff Nick Fury movie. Was there? Yes. The no. yeah, there was another one. No. Oh, you gotta get that one. It's great. <laughs> like when you do it, where if they had done it, where Cobra Commander had the blue hood. Yeah. Which, by the way, like the bullshit excuse they gave for redoing the whole mask thing was because the old hood looked like a, a Ku Klux Klan mask. So I'm sorry. I guarantee there's not one person, one black person, who ever saw a blue hood with a snake on the front and go, that looks like a clan mask. No, that looks like a blue hood with a snake on the front. There's nothing clan about it. If there's not a pointy top, there's nothing clan about it. Right. 
Ski masks are not clan related, so I'm sorry. The Cobra Commander mask would not have been clan related. <laughs> if they had gone with that, where they all had like the tight blue suits with the things, right? And GI Joes, and they were shooting lasers and missing everything, and went totally for camp. They could have pulled it off, but they took the melodramatic, serious route, yeah. And in the process, insulted our American military as a whole. I felt, especially by <sighs> yeah, especially okay. by excluding them from the film. Yeah, because yeah, GI Joe has. These are the best do. soldiers, and the other soldiers, we just let them die in other little wars. These are the best soldiers. We give them the good stuff. Fuck you. Yeah. Honestly, uh, it, that's it. That's that's the long and the short of the film. Pretty much. Bad bad writing aside, bad dialogue aside, um, that's not how you weaponize stuff. It <laughs> <laughs> even got to the uh, point yeah. where, uh, where what's his name goes to the funeral, where uh, Duke goes to the funeral. He's driving the motorcycle. Right. It's like, all right. First of all, Wolverine already came out. You don't have to do that scene anymore. Does DC have helmet laws? He's not wearing a helmet on the uh, motorcycle. You know what? I don't know. I would think that they do. And I don't know why that bothers me. It's, I'm, it's I'm not very a, few places. That, like Pennsylvania doesn't have right. Uh, helmet I know laws. that. I, I rode Pennsylvania once without a helmet just to see how it felt. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was scary because <laughs> all I could think of was like now's when I'm going to wipe out <laughs> so I wore a helmet the rest my, of the day my head open like a melon yeah the only reason I know that D, uh, that Pennsylvania doesn't have a helmet law is Gary Busey no no that's California no uh, and I believe they do have a helmet law well they do now well well, I thought they did anyway but no um, the quarterback uh, Roethlisberger from the Pittsburgh Steelers yeah Got into a really nasty motorcycle accident, and the biggest reason why he got into such a bad accident was because he, he wasn't wearing a helmet. helmet. Right. So, and I'm not the kind of guy that like like complains about smoking in films because because it, it it's bad for kids to see and stuff. Right. You know, it, I mean, I occasionally I do, again, like when I complained about uh, Megan Fox. Yeah. I do think that films do unintentionally sometimes influence audiences, and I think it's a th- thin line between ignoring it and actually just abusing the hell out of it. And for some reason, him not having a helmet on during that motorcycle scene bothered me. <laughs> and I, I, I'm, not, I'm not even a big proponent of motorcycle helmet laws. I think it should be, you know, personal choice. I think if you're that dumb, fine. Yeah. You know, it's like seatbelts. Uh, you know, if, well, if you can't be bothered to look as cool if he was wearing a helmet to cover his head. Seen, but that's, that's their mentality. But they could have put it. a half helmet on. It just—it was a minor. He would have looked silly. It was also in the rain. Helmet. It was also raining, and he had his jacket open. No, and it was it, like, believe me, it's a terrible film, and. Who oh, knows their oh mentality, speaking right? of ripoffs, speaking of ripoffs too. Um, the, what are they? That whole the whole nanite death cloud thing. What's that a blatant ripoff of? Dadeus is still remake. I never saw it. You never saw it. I, you saw the trailer, right? Yeah, I saw with the, the truck driving and it's eating it as it's driving. I don't remember that in the trailer, to be honest. That's in the trailer. It's in the big I trailer. I blocked everything from that. Dude, and my decision to not watch literally, it. Literally, I will watch it. Uh, you know, eventually, I'm dude, I'm sure I will. Literally, that that scene where they show the van driving away from the Eiffel Tower, where the, the, the nanites are eating it away yeah. while it's driving, that's literally right out of uh, Dater So Still. Huh. Yeah, really, just <sighs> which also came out in 2009, I believe. My favorite line of the. You have a favorite line of the film. Favorite line in the film. <sighs> You know what? Since I didn't take notes, I don't have anything written down. The only thing I can think of... No, I don't... I, nothing stands How, out as far uh, as favorite. But me, favorite me. line to hate was probably, you should marry that guy. Yeah. Yes, memory. idiot. He's they a catch real Duke. American He's in the hero. helicopter with the Baroness. Okay. And he's explaining why and he's, how he's sorry about all this stuff. And she says, well, everybody's sorry about something. 
And immediately it springs to me, is like, well, I'm sorry about this film. <laughs> and I think you all should be sorry for this. I think you should all apologize. Apologize to me personally. Yes. I also thought it was interesting that they actually, like Cobra Commander puts his base yeah. in, a, in the Fortress of Solitude. Uh-huh. That was a nice, a nice, nice little... Uh... <laughs> and what the funny thing is, when the Eiffel Tower is falling, all I could yeah. think of was like, where's Superman? Because he's got to <laughs> catch this. And then the next thing I know, they're at the Fortress of Solitude. It's like, come on, guys. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Uh, Transformers Two kind of took the desert away from you, but come yeah. on. Uh, and who, so. who knew that? Like, the, like the the top tenth percentile of, of soldiers right. in the secret GI Joe fortress. Who knew that they could be taken out by like five mole men rockets? <laughs> Other defenses that shitty. Yeah, like there was no yeah, perimeter so. breach alarm the minute they came through. No, no, no. Dennis Quaid's got to push a button on his desk for there to be a real alarm. <laughs> What the fuck? Yes, we have a lot of problems with this movie. Oh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just make sure I didn't miss anything else here. No, I think that was it. I think yeah. I, I think I think. Oh no, I'm sorry. No, sorry. The worst. My my biggest problem with the film at all yeah. is when the, the Wayne Mark Five is driving that space, that ship thingy, yeah. and you were watching it for me. I didn't say anything because you were right. watching the last fifteen minutes. Um. Uh. When there's no there's he can't find the firing controls in the, oh, in the plane. Yeah. So the maker of the plane programmed it so that that the missiles are only voice activated in Celtic. In, in for the Celtic word for firing, which is like ha <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that means you can't you can't fire Wait a minute. the rockets spotted. in this plane futuristic plane unless I, uh, you know Celtic or you accidentally clear your throat. It's Celtic, Scottish for fire. Okay, got it. Ah, yeah. What, right. And many, I think it was. I, How many drafts of the screenplay did that, that part get through with no one ever saying, I think it's brilliant, I like that idea. <laughs> no, again. Can, can you imagine what that looks like on, on on the written paper? It probably looks even more silly than on on film. Uh-huh. I mean, just really, think about reading no, that. No, I, I, I am. I am. <laughs> Believe me, when I, when I watch these films... I think of like somebody reading the screenplay, and I think of how that looks on paper. And I think, who who read this and said go with it? Who, right, who, it's who, so, someone's red pen should have been circling this part. So like, can we come up with <laughs> something less fruity than this? I mean, oh, and, and also one more thing. Okay, speaking of ripoffs too, okay. I want to see if that remind that scene at the end where Duke and Baroness. Mm-hmm. I feel goofy just saying it. And they were they were they're trying to chart their way through the cracks in the uh, oh, ice. in the underwater. What, yeah. what movie did that remind you of? Going through the ice or the underwater stuff? Going through the ice. Trying to, we have the quarter alternate route. We can't get there through here. I, I'm having flashbacks to the Lost in Space remake when they're going through the oh, planet yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what that kind of reminded me of because the special effects were so bad? It kind of reminded me of the video game Lost Planet with all the ice shit that they were doing in there. Mm. And I'm just like, is this a movie or is this Lost Planet the movie? And as much as I like the game, I'm like, I don't think I want to see a movie about Lost Planet. No, I, re- I never even played the game. The game is good. Yeah. So, are we uh, we done with GI Joe? It's done with me. I it's think. <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I just I just wish they'd actually stuck uh, Tatum with those needles in that one scene before they <laughs> stop him because that's how I felt by that point. Uh, oh, so uh, uh, you 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 I I I I made you watch Transformers too. Uh, yes, and you, I made you, I made you watch. You win. <laughs> you win. If, if you asked me which one I wanted to watch, if I had to choose between those two again right now, right. I'd you know I'd probably even sit through Transformers two regardless. 
Just because I, I like Transformers because there were too. some good parts. I, I to would it. never. I don't think I would ever want to watch G.I. Uh, Joe again. Not even in jest. Not even in jest. No, 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 no. You win this one. Thank, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I haven't won one in a while. Advantage, Guida. <laughs> You've won this round, sir. <laughs> but wait till I unleash. Ah, I got a couple others you haven't seen yet. I gotta get get on to you. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. I don't have anything in mind right now for you. Um, so we're not going to do any movie challenges right now because who knows how long it'll take us to get to that. Yeah. And we're going to change yeah. format a little bit. So he'll be, Joey will be more presence online if you go. He'll, he's always tuning in uh, and chiming and stuff at the Facebook for Movie Subtastic. Yeah, yeah, which you can get to from the main site, Movie Subtastic. Yeah, or you can go to facebook.com slash Movie Subtastic. Yeah. All the links yeah. right there on moviesatastic.com. You go to the website and you can yeah. check it out. And there. We, we, we've also started a new branch of our uh, reviews from films on lunch.com. If you go there, right. there's a movie sucktastic section at lunch.com. You can post your own bad movie reviews. And if I find any that I really like, we might even post them on the blog. So, yeah, sure. So we're, we're trying to get you know we're trying to get you guys involved too with your movie reviews because you hate films as much as we do. Definitely. Um, so uh, that, that's it for the movie challenge here. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Manage Guida. Yeah, thank you. But but I, you will pay. <laughs> In the very near future. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with that, hope you enjoyed this one. Again, visit uh, moviesucktastic.com, facebook.com slash moviesucktastic, twitter.com slash moviesucktastic. And now lunch.com. Do a search for moviesucktastic. Ah, that's right. Uh, if you uh, want to email us, it's movieguys at moviesucktastic.com. And... That's pretty much it. Everything you want, just go to moviesucktastic.com. You can get it from there. Yes, yes, yes. So with that, we're going to end the show, and we will catch you later. And just remember, just because you're blue doesn't mean you're happy. Yeah.